I've been doing a lot of thinking about how legacies can outlive us and how that very concept can be interpreted by its impact and how that varies vastly depending on your own personal philosophy. On today's episode, I review a show that poses the question, how can you take up the legacy of another person while leaving a lasting impression of your own? I'm your host, Christian Ng, and that's my cue. days ago it says that i'm gonna do a bird impression the more i keep thinking about it i think that's gonna be kind of stupid i'll do it anyways Uh, this is how a falcon sounds like and and i did youtube this just like a second ago that sounded more like a door than anything but you get what you get Unless if you're one of the lucky few who has never seen a Marvel movie or not really kept up with the MCU, today we're going to be talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I know what you might be thinking, who hasn't kept up with the MCU? And you'd be surprised. My girlfriend. No, besides her, uh, there's actually like a lot of people that don't know what this show is. And in, I can only imagine that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier just sounds like a string of nonsensical words just grouped together. But it is an actual show, and same with the show Wanda Vision. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're not really into it at this point, I'd be hard pressed to say this is where you're gonna. This is the, this is a good jumping off or starting point for you because, holy cow. I can't imagine how weird it must be that the bar to clear to enjoy any of these shows is that you have to watch like a huge chunk of movies to kind of understand who any of these characters are because th- these shows really don't do anything to to elaborate on that, you know? So, um, but that's not to say that you can't enjoy it for what it is, but we'll go into that later in the review. But let's get nerdy with it. Now available on Disney+, Plus, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is a television show that is connected to the greater MCU or the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it's popularly known. These are essentially a series of interconnected uh, films and television shows that uh, tend to cross over a lot of characters and plot lines with one another. So if you're just jumping in to maybe uh, an Avengers film just for the first time, it helps to really see the film's Uh, preceding it so that way you can kind of understand the context of what's going on and so these subsequent tv shows are supposed to tie into the events after the most recent avengers film the falcon and the winter soldier's first episode was released back on march 29 2021 and had since recently concluded around april 23rd of the same year as well created by malcolm spellman and directed by carrie scoglin this show stars a bunch of previous MCU actors and a bunch of new faces as well. We have Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan in the title roles, of course. And in the supporting cast, we have Wyatt Russell, Aaron Kellyman, Daniel Brühl, and Emily Van Camp, all taking on either new roles or their previous roles in previous titles as well. This show takes place not too long after the events of Avengers Endgame, in which Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes both known as the Falcon and the Winter Soldier respectively, have to deal with the absence of their friend Steve Rogers, also known as Captain America. 
when Sam Wilson inherits the shield of Captain America by the end of that film, Sam must make a choice whether or not to take on the mantle as the new Captain America. However, meanwhile, a new international terrorist group known as the Flag Smashers takes center stage. And in response, the U.S. government recruits a soldier by the name of John Walker as the new Captain America. Sam and Bucky now have to figure out how to deal with the Flag Smashers while also handling the increasing instability of Walker's ego. As you can kind of already tell from that summary alone, there's a lot happening in this show. So if I miss a specific plot point, I'm sorry, but there's so much ground to cover. So over the course of the six episodes, it introduces a lot of moving parts with plenty of characters with their own arcs, of course. But there's so many different plot lines that are happening at once that the pacing can feel a little uneven in the back half of the episodes. And I noticed that with WandaVision and this show, the first few episodes tend to be very strong with the way it sets everything up. And it's very interesting and it's very engaging. And then the last half tends to slow down and start to lose its momentum a little bit. In a way, these subplots feel a little messy and scattered at times, especially when you're looking at the finale and how it has to juggle between coherently resolving these plot arcs, but also doing these big action set pieces as well. Uh, so these subplots can feel a little jarring for newcomers, especially without prior knowledge to the MCU. I was alluding that to the beginning of this episode. So I recommend that listeners that are new to this franchise that you stick around towards the end of the review to find out what movies or TV shows that you should watch to kind of understand the full context of all the events that's happening. Because I'm pretty sure it can be a little confusing just going in. Speaking of action set pieces, if you've seen any Disney Plus show like The Mandalorian or WandaVision, this show has really great uh, high-budget action that you don't see in a lot of other TV shows in a streaming format of this kind. And so uh, the first and last episodes especially are big highlights of this. But um, if you love movies of the Captain America series, then I think you're also going to like the middle episodes as well, since it has kind of a more of a boots on the ground kind of feel to them. All of the hand to hand combat moments are really good. But of course, you get the superhero moments such as this super strength and all that stuff. And that doesn't necessarily get too carried away if you're not a big fan of superhero genre stuff per se but if you like spy thrillers then i think uh, this is going to be up your alley but overall once again those subplots just don't stick to landing half the time and this is mainly a problem with the villains of the show as their motivations are pretty clear to the audience but the way that they carry about their methods especially with the flag smashers tends to be a little forgettable Otherwise, the writing is pretty good. Dialogue can be entertaining, but also can have its heavy-handed moments um, in the way that it tries to be over-earnest with its superhero lines and can be kind of read as a little corny. But if I had one bone to pick with the show, it would be the way that a certain character is written in the show. I won't necessarily say who, but you'll know what I'm talking about if you've seen these movies before, that when these characters are reintroduce it just feels kind of like they're speaking out of character from when we had last seen them and i know there's a time gap that happens in these films that uh the show also acknowledges but i think we just need uh, maybe like a little more context to see how they got from point a to at this point z so uh i don't, I don't know maybe 
it makes sense to some people, but for me watching it, it just felt kind of, you know, uh, out of nowhere. Otherwise, the performances from Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan as the leads of the show are great. They work well together, and the chemistry and, and rapport that they have with one another, you can definitely sense it. And it really does well in lending itself to some great buddy cop moments. Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan's characters have always been sidekicks to Captain America, and it's nice to see them at the forefront of this show and really come into their own as characters. And with that being said, I always felt like their actions were always in service to the character that Chris Evans had played in the Captain America movies. One of the big shortcomings that I noticed about this show, though, is that despite its name, we also have a lot of time diverted away from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so we don't really get to spend as much time seeing how they progress through their arcs um, through most of the episodes as we're kind of focusing on a lot of these new characters. And I understand why. We have to understand who these folks are and kind of understand where they're coming from and where they're wanting to be by the end of this. I think the greatest example of that is White Russell, and I think his acting is really solid, and his on-screen performance has been divisive among fans if you look on social media, but I think that's a strong case for what makes a very charismatic antagonist. And I hesitate to use the word villain because he's not necessarily a villain, but he's antagonistic enough to kind of counter the actions of the protagonists and kind of slow them down from their goal, if you're looking at it from a narrative standpoint. On top of that, you have Daniel Brühl, who takes his character from Captain America's Civil War and propels him even further, and we get to know his character a little more as sort of a anti-villain. You don't really know what his motivations are, but he is also uh, someone that you should keep an eye out on, which also leads to a lot of strong, memorable moments throughout the show whenever he's on screen. Unfortunately, I wish I can say the same for Erin Kellyman. She does an admirable job of portraying the primary villain of the show, but while her character's cause is noble, I don't really think that her performance keeps a consistent uh, pace opposite of her co-stars, and she feels more like in kind of like an insignificant presence for our heroes that they'll just eventually overcome, which is a little disappointing because I thought that her character and the group that she's associated with had a lot of potential for this show. But I have to admit that they were the weakest part of this miniseries. One of the most poignant moments about Falcon and the Winter Soldier is how it continues the tradition in which Marvel movies tend to act as like a vehicle to tell themes of a greater narrative. And what I mean by that is that previous Marvel films and now their TV shows explore a lot of intricate themes that utilize their stories to in a way, provide layered commentary on different issues. You have WandaVision, for example, in the beginning of the year, and that show explored a lot of effects of grief and how it can pretty much shatter a person if they don't get help. In many ways, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier lives to that expectation by diving into a larger theme of legacy and how this can mean different things for different people especially when you're considering the black experience in America and how history has pretty much treated those that served its government and people as heroes, but only after ditching them and leaving them in the dust, unfortunately. So this show asks a lot of hard questions, not only of the characters, but also of the audience and gives plenty of good points to consider when you're thinking about these themes as well. 
with that in mind, I really think that it pays off in the finale for these resolutions. And I think that's what makes the ending of the show so effective and kind of becomes a more stronger point than the flaws I had mentioned earlier. At the end of the day, I thought it was pretty good. I, I think the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like almost all MCU titles, requires some viewings or some prior knowledge of uh, the previous titles in, in its catalog to really appreciate and, and understand the journeys of the characters that we're watching. But even though the pacing and writing might not be flawless, I still think it's a fun action thriller that has a lot of strong character moments for our heroes with themes that are also important and adds a lot of greater um, depth of discussion. I'm going to give the show a strong 8 out of 10. And once again, you can find us on Disney+. Plus. But I do recommend to watch all three Captain America movies, as well as Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, which are the last two uh, of the Avengers movies. Also, if you get a chance, be sure to watch WandaVision, which also is another uh, MCU-related miniseries. It's also by no means anywhere close to the same tone or genre as the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but um, it's it's trippy. It's a little weird, a little more on the magic side of uh, the MCU, and, and I think it's very cool. There's a lot of cool twists if you're a big fan of uh, superhero movies and uh, just, you know, going for a ride that you don't know what's going to happen next. But that's enough of me rambling. Uh, we have a few uh, reviews that, that we got in for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. One is a written review and the other is an audio clip, which I'm going to probably uh, play at the end. It's kind of a, a lengthy one. But uh, this first review comes from Wes, and he said that The Falcon and the Winter Soldier provides satisfying character development for some fa fan-favorite, albeit overlooked, heroes. And world building is even better than we have come to expect from Marvel Studios. For a superhero show about a star-spangled icon, it does not shy away from the dark themes like racial discrimination and international terrorism. I enjoyed watching the characters struggle with how the legacy of Captain America should move forward in an era that seems more complex than ever before. 1 out of 10. Just kidding. Wes gave it a 10 out of 10. You know what? I don't think it's completely a 10 in my opinion, but... I do also give a lot of respect for a show like this to uh, really uh, uh, tackle and approach these complex themes that you wouldn't see in, a, in, in the superhero genre, at least not before. And the only thing is to ask, why not? Why, why can't you talk about this? So I'm glad that you know, Marvel took the strides to thoughtfully and, and carefully approach this uh, topic. Our next review comes in from one of my homies, Jordan. Uh, he's uh, one of my co-hosts on the podcast Buttery Speaks and Wrestle Boys. So be sure to check that out on pretty much every spot, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any podcast platform that you can think of. You'll be able to find that show and you'll be able to hear us talk more about nerdy stuff. But here's what he has to say about the, the show. I also have to warn that there's going to be some spoilers ahead. So just keep that in mind. And here we go. Yeah, it was good. Six episodes, short and to the point, succinct. You don't need 100,000 episodes in a series to be good. That's always been my philosophy. Um, yeah, I think uh, compared to uh, WandaVision, didn't really like have a lot of crazy, crazy speculation, which I kind of dug. Um, I think... With WandaVision being the first series, there was so much like high expectation, especially with all the twists and turns and build-ups. So I think a lot of fans 
sort of set themselves up to be disappointed. But, uh, yeah, with Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, episode one was kind of weird to me just because I didn't, wasn't fond of Falcon working for, like, the United States military. I always liked Captain America. Well, I guess it kind of set up for, um, him kind of going independent, so to speak. But, um, yeah, episode one was kind of weird for me in that regard, but once he, like, kind of went independent and didn't really work too, too much for the U.S. government outside of, like, asking contacts for help, I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, uh, Captain America 2, uh, U.S. agent or whatever, he was just a really good, like, foil to, uh, Steve Rogers and also, um, and Sam as well. Uh, the, uh, Bucky Redemption arc was fun to see. Um, how he could have probably straight up murdered. I think what was compelling about Bucky is that he could probably straight up murder everybody, but he just chooses not to. Um... And I think that's kind of endearing as a character trait. I don't know. That's just me. Um, yeah. Uh, the finale episode was kind of weird. Uh, for point of reference, I just finished watching the finale like five minutes ago. Um, Sam's suit was looked... I don't know. I think for me, I think thinking about like, oh, the Wakandans helped them make the suit and whatnot... And I think with the design of Marvel MCU suits in general, it's like tends to be like more sleek and like practical and practical looking. But for me, I don't know. It looked kind of goofy to me. Maybe that's just me. Overall, I'm I not a not a huge fan of rating things one out of ten. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know how to, mostly because. Yeah, I don't have a scientific method to rating things. Um, so sorry, Chris. I'm going to break this rule. Um, how I'm going to rate it is... Uh, I'm going to use the uh, CM Pulse way of rating things. I'm going to say... Uh, you can avoid it. Don't watch it. Recommend. Highly recommend. And must watch. Those are the four categories. Don't. I don't feel like I don't have to go into detail. I'm already at four minutes. Um... As far as Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, I'm going to give it a strong recommend. Um, if you're a fan of Captain America, if you're a fan of the MCU, definitely seek it out. Um, if you're a Bleep. dumb conservative guy that hates when TV shows and movies and popular media dive into political topics, then um, Bleep. you. I hope you never enjoy anything ever again. You don't deserve... A Disney Plus subscription, give that to somebody that would appreciate political topics and concepts, you small brain idiot. <laughs> but yeah, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is good. I feel like they're going to set up for a season two versus like a full-on movie. Um, and yeah, cool. Thanks, Chris. I went way over time. Peace. That's precisely why I got editing tools, baby. Dude, that got so, that got really hot by the end of it. Um, but no, yeah, I agree that rating things from 1 to 10 can be a little arbitrary, but I think 
it helps people measure uh, specifically, you know, especially if you're on on maybe like the ten, the eight to ten uh, range, that this is something that they should see. And I'll go more in depth maybe in a bonus episode regarding what my specific metric is to, um, I guess, determine what makes a ten versus what makes a, a one. You brought up a lot of good points, though. I think the costume was okay. Uh, the wardrobe, uh, I don't, I don't think it was really my favorite in the show, but I, I, I think you know, uh, maybe in a more cinematic, you know, uh, movie format, we can see better iterations of these suits going forward. Which actually, I think after you had sent in that recording, Jordan. The uh, Captain America 4 was announced, so that's going to be in the works, so we're going to see that. I think a season 2 would also be good, but, you know, we're going to get more Sam and Bucky, so that's all good for me. And that about does it for today's episode. Uh, if you're a big fan of the show, be sure to leave a review on now Apple Podcasts. If you didn't know, we're, we're on Apple Podcasts, so if you're listening to the show on Spotify, uh, Stitcher or any other podcast format, be sure to let your friends know that they can also find it on there. Uh, that's huge. Didn't think that this show would be picked up uh, on Apple Podcasts, but that's awesome. Thank you, Anchor, for that opportunity. Uh, if you want to share your thoughts on the show or maybe on uh, this week's TV show or maybe next week's movie, be sure to leave your mini reviews to me at, uh, at Chris Chan Ang or also made a new Instagram at that's my Q podcast. I also made a, a new Twitter for the show. You can find the show at Q podcast, and you can also find my own personal handle at the Christian Ang. I also want to thank J1K for the use of his music "Captured Soul" from his beat tape "School Days" that you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com. Next week we're we're going to be covering the movie Mortal Kombat, and I'd like to leave you with this quote. And it was spoken by the Falcon, a.k.a. Sam Wilson. We need new heroes. One suited for the times we're in. Symbols are nothing without the women and men that give them meaning. Once again, I've been your host, Christian Ang, and that's my cue.